They say you have three names. The one you inherit from your family. The one your parents gave you. And the one you make for yourself. So create the brand of you. Find the job you've always dreamed of and make it yours by going to Irish Jobs, Ireland's online recruitment platform. Take control of your career. Visit irishjobs.ie and move up to the next level you. Irish Jobs. Make a name for yourself. Time now for Rocky Jordan. Not far from the Musk Sultan Hassan in Cairo stands the Cafe Tambourine, run by Rocky Jordan. The Cafe Tambourine, crowded with forgotten men, alive with the babble of many languages. For this is Cairo, where modern adventure and intrigue unfold against a backdrop of antiquity. Tonight's story, Everything Shipshape. There's nothing very exciting about the postman's morning visit to my cafe tambourine. The usual stack of bills, an ad for a new brand of Bolognacci, maybe, a copy of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. But this particular mail delivery brought something else, a business-sized envelope bearing a Syrian stamp. The letterhead inside carried the heading, Ship and Shape Enterprises, Beirut, Syria. And below, a curt message, arrive in Cairo Thursday. Please arrange appointment at your cafe, 3.45 p.m. that day. Signed, Joshua Ship. So I wasn't a bit surprised when at exactly 3.45 p.m. the following Thursday, a little man sporting a cane and wax mustache darkened the tambourine's front door. He gave the place a quick once-over, nodded his approval, then he came directly back to my office, put down his briefcase, and wiped the sweatband of his derby hat with a silk handkerchief. Mr. Rocky Jordan... Yeah, that's right. How are you, Mr. Ship? Ah, you are right, Mr. Jordan. Joshua Ship. Excellent, thank you. Wonderful air trip from Beirut. Hey, you're right on time. Never keep a man waiting. Policy. Well, now that we're off on the right foot, shall we get right down to business? Oh, it depends on what you're selling. Selling, my man, selling. I can see you don't realize the importance of my visit. I suppose we get at it. Sit down, Mr. Ship. Thank you, Mr. Jordan. Uh, one moment, please. Oh, by the way, uh, how's Mr. Shape? Shape? Of ship and shape. Oh, the letterhead, of course. Old stationery, Mr. Jordan. Unfortunately, Mr. Shape is no longer with us. Mm. Carry on, Mr. Ship. Ah, yes, of course. Now, Mr. Jordan, I represent a client, one A.K. Kessack. Kessack? I don't recognize the name. Quite true, Mr. Jordan. New in Cairo. I'm sure you will find doing business with my employer most profitable. Just what does A.K. want? Ah, now we get to the matter at hand. At A.K. Kessack's authorization, I am commissioned to buy your cafe tambourine. Who said I wanted to sell? We have discussed the matter with no one. Sorry, Mr. Ship. Just tell A.K. I like the place. Tambourine's not for sale. Top, top, my good man. You just go ahead and take a thorough inventory, your equipment, spirits, food, tangible and intangible assets, set your price, and then double it. Just like that. But we must have your answer quickly. I'll give you 24 hours to think it over, sir. 24 hours. Not a minute more? That is my deadline, sir. Ah, my address, of course. Joshua Ship. 394 Esbikia Plaza, Bungalow 6. Good day, sir. Joshua Ship hoisted his derby, thumped it with his finger, and set sail through the tambourine and out into the street. 
Well, I figured I'd had my kicks for the day and settled down to some paperwork in the office. It was just a few minutes later when I noticed somebody else coming through the tables toward my office. She could have been pretty, only her thin face was too tight, like a knot that needed untying, and her eyes had that wild look. I knew right then she was the kind of company I didn't want. Chris moved over from the bar. Hold on, lady, where you going? Where did he go? Where is he? Just take it easy. We don't want no trouble. Don't you touch me. Keep out of my way. Okay, Chris, I'll take over. Better watch the bar. Sure, Rocky. Guess she had one too much. I have not been drinking. I know what I'm doing. Where is that man? There are no customers in the office, lady. I know he came to see you. Tell me where that man is or I'll... Look, the door stays open. Now listen to me. You will listen to me. What's the idea? Put away that gun. Don't you dare touch me. Now for the last time, where is he? Where did he go? Depends on who you're looking for. Joshua Ship. He's not here. What do you want with him? I'm going to kill him. Oh, get some sense, will you? And I'll kill you or anyone else who tries to stop me. I will shoot. I don't argue with hysterical women holding guns. But suppose you tell me what this is all about. I followed them all the way from Beirut. And I won't stop till I get them. You're from Beirut, too? Yes. Now, do you believe that I know what I'm doing? Maybe I do. Who are you? Ask Joshua Ship who I am. Ask him if he remembers Drina Ritar. And then tell him. Tell him I'm going to kill him. Tell him. He left here just a few minutes ago. Where did he go? I don't know. Now listen, Drina. Maybe you're no better than he is, and I don't care. But I'll tell you this, Rocky Jordan. No, stay back. Sorry, Drina. Give me that gun. Not a chance. Give it to me. Oh, please, please. Yeah, that's better. I suppose you sit down and tell me what this is all about. Rocky, don't sell the tambourine to that man. You know a lot, don't you? What's your interest, Drina? Just don't sell. They'll do the same to you as they did to my husband. Your husband? All right, let's have it. What are you talking about? I... Oh, I can't. I... Jonathan, he's... What about Jonathan? He's... Oh, please. I... I can't talk. I... Uh, getting sense out of an hysterical woman is not one of my big points, so I stopped trying. I kept her gun in my pocket, got her address, and put her in a taxi for home. But it made me want some more conversation with Joshua Ship. So I sat down and figured out a price I was sure no one in their right mind would accept. Then I went over to his place on Esbikia Plaza. It was a real nice setup. Big fountain out in front, acacia trees along the tile walk. I found Bungalow 6, and Ship answered my buzz. Well, well, Mr. Jordan, come in, come in. Thanks. I've been thinking over your proposition, Mr. Ship. Fine, my man, fine. You came even sooner than I expected. I do lots of surprising things. Well, now, if you'll name your price for the temporary... Uh, Just a minute. The program was produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. The musical score was composed and conducted by Alexander Courage. The cast tonight included Francis Cheney, Jody Gilbert, Don Oreck, Ida Reese Merrin, and Herb Butterfield. No one has ever devised a satisfactory get-rich-quick plan. But your government has a plan whereby you can save money automatically and get a good return on your savings. It's the payroll savings plan for the purchase of United States savings bonds. By means of this plan, your employer will set aside a small amount of money from your paycheck for the purchase of bonds. If there is no payroll savings plan where you work, 
Or if you are self-employed, you can sign up with the bond a month plan at your bank. Under this arrangement, the bank buys a bond a month for you and charges it to your checking account. You'll find United States savings bonds are a profitable investment, and they're as safe as your government. Start buying United States savings bonds today. Joe Walters speaking. This is CBS, where you dance to the music of Vaughn Monroe Saturday nights. The Columbia Broadcasting System. My Beat, from Times Square to Columbus Circle, the gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway's My Beat, transcribed with Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. In the high noon blaze of July, Broadway walks soft. Broadway walks slow, the dream walk, the careful walk, rhythm to a regret for things that have not yet been. Because other summers have flowed in this street and other winds, and in their ebbing, the erratic gutter dance of the litter of the season, the snapshot of the July bathing beauty torn in half, then torn again, and once more. The phone number written in lipstick on a barroom napkin, crushed, thrown against an alley wall, because it was a number that rang shrill on emptiness. No answer was the code for last summer. But this time it'll be different. So walk into it. But soft. And in the East 60s in the apartment where I was, where Detective Mugovan was, July sun filtered and cooled by linen draperies, cut summer flowers floating in crystal vessels, sun dancing on the backs of tropical fish drifting in glass cages. And the other thing... The man huddled in death, shot, murdered. The man doesn't, strictly speaking, belong here, Danny. Oh? As near as I can make out, the apartment is owned by a Johnny and Anna Lynn. Hmm? A couple of letters addressed to them that way on the desk. Snapshot album in the bedroom got engraved on its cover, The Life of Johnny and Anna Lynn. A nice-looking couple. Real nice. A matchbook's got Johnny and Anna printed on them. Good-looking couple. Both of them. The man and the woman. Where'd you find on him? The usual stuff, things a well-dressed man in his profession would carry. Gold cigarette case, gold money clip with money. A wallet, alligator. Gold tip off the dime, Muggerman. Oh, yeah. His driver's license, identification card, business cards, all of them say he's... Uh, wait a minute. Stacy Parker, jeweler to the discriminating, 617 Madison Avenue. Those liquor stains on the sofa, rug. Bourbon. That's how some people live. Bourbon highs at noon, a booze brunch. It's a way to live, a way to entertain. Whoever it was must have stood close to him. It happens like that sometimes. Nice place, huh, Danny? Yeah. Owned and run by a nice-looking couple who just don't happen to be around. Drink and kill, then maybe go take a walk to where it's shady and cool. The way you figure, huh, Muggerman? Happens like that sometimes. Okay, if I put the call into the boys now. Yeah, I'll do that, Muggerman. For an instant after that, somehow, time reversed itself in the mind's eye. 
Look about the room, the beautifully furnished room, the room warmed by sun and the oddments of love. Books, a sonata opened on the piano rack, and on the mantelpiece a stone figure worn smooth by the touch of hands. And consider that before this day it was a room for living. Yesterday, Mr. John Lynn and wife Anna sat here and talked here and had a life here. Then from outside, the intruding sounds, and suddenly the room becomes other things. An overturned glass, whiskey spilled on a rug, and violence, and death. Murder done at high noon. Get with it. Leave there. Take the swift and noiseless elevator ride downstairs. Main lobby. The desk. Show a badge. Ask for the manager. Be directed to an office near the main door. Go there. Please come in. Sit down, please. Thanks. Police? That's right. Your name, please? Danny Clover. Indeed. Mine's Burton. M. Norton Burton. Yeah, I know. It's on the door. It's on your desk. And there you are. Yes. Yes, indeed. You know, of course, this is not our first murder. In 46, Mr. Goodnow did away with Mrs. Goodnow up in 516, strangled her with a bedsheet. Also a triangle slaying. Your department worked You think the it. murder upstairs is a result of a triangle? I'd have no way of knowing, but on the face of it, if you want my opinion... No, we don't. Uh, not if you have no way of knowing. I see. What can I do for you, Mr. Clover? The man who's dead upstairs, he... Uh... I saw him. You saw him come in? Indeed not. I stuck my head in the door while your people were milling... A... Stop right here, so don't try to go in. That's right, Tarnoff. We don't want Jordan around the Temple Eve. Oh, Joshua's ship. This knuckle boy working for you? Quite right. Then get him out of my doorway. Not your doorway, Jordan. You're driving us. You just sold the tambourine to A.K. Kessack and me. You don't live here anymore. We don't want you around. Look, I told you the deal was off. Now get this overgrown camel out of my Stop door. Stop it, Thomas. I will do. I'm very dangerous. Man! Uh, uh, now, Jordan, get it straight. The deal's closed. We deposited the 10,000 pounds in your bank account, and the bill of sale is complete with your signature. Oh, reasonable facsimile. It'll do for now. So give me a forwarding address, and I'll send you your clothes. What makes you think I'm going anywhere? I took care of that, too. Here's a bonus, Jordan. A plane ticket to Rio de Janeiro. For me? That's right. They say it's wonderful there this time of year. Supposing I like Cairo better. Cairo can get hot, Jordan. Extremely hot. You are listening to Everything Shipshape. Tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. The Accused is coming to CBS listeners Monday night. Loretta Young, Robert Cummings, and Wendell Corey will bring this unusual psychological drama to life in all its stark reality. Don't miss the hour-long absorbing story on CBS Radio Theater at 6 Monday night. Now we return you to Cairo and tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. Everything shipshape. After I refused to front for a gambling setup in my cafe, a couple of characters from Barut named A.K. Kessack and Joshua Ship got real busy. They faked a bill of sale for the tambourine, deposited a lot of money to my account in the bank, planted a big Turk in front of my place to keep me out. To top it off, Ship handed me a plane ticket to Rio de Janeiro, told me to clear out. Ordinarily, that'd be a nice, juicy job for the police. But first, there were a few angles I wanted to handle myself. What? Now I can never live up to those nice things he laid out for me. 
A whole new career of nothing is open to me. That's what. Tell me about your boss, Mr. Miller. You want an obituary from me for my late lamented employer? I haven't had experience. Now, just tell me about him. Nice fellow. Nice reputation in the trade. Handled himself real nice with both sellers and buyers. Sometimes a derelict one is in here, Mr. Clover. In a piece of newspaper, he's got a jewel that would make you cry. Mr. Parker would buy from him real nice. Then sell at four times the price. But nice. Was he married? Did he have a family? No and no. This was his family in these cases. What's locked in the vault in the back room. Sometimes after a real good day, he'd blow me to a martini. Then walk away before I finished. This was his family. He was here this morning? He's got the only key to the shop. He was here. I can prove it to you. I got in. Then after a little while, he went out. Just how it was. To call on Mr. and Mrs. Lynn. Just how it was. Except he laughed and passed a remark when he told me where he was going. But you wouldn't know about that. Why was he calling on the Lynn's? With the Lynn's, my boss enjoyed the role of bill collector. Personally. They ran up a bill. He went to collect. Personally. And the remark he made before he left, what was it? You know, I forget. Mr. Parker was all the time passing remarks. Right over my head. Maybe I should have jotted them down. Then I wouldn't forget. Well, maybe it'll come to you, Mr. Miller. Real soon, like uh, next time we talk. Maybe. Uh, I got to close up now, Mr. Clover. I got to go order a sign that says close the count of death. It's the custom among merchants on the avenue. Bye, Mr. Clover. What would happen? Uh, not if I keep ahead of them. Now, you better stay right here. I'll let you know how it's going. She put up some more argument, but she agreed to my plan when she learned how ship had moved in on the tambourine. Sam Sabaya might have worked out my end of the deal without too much trouble, but not Drina's. So I went back for another chat with A.K. at her... Bu- morning, he left for the Catskills for two weeks' summer camp. Every year, Mr. and Mrs. Renbaum send him to me for a talking to before he goes to summer boys' camp on how to conduct himself. Oh, what did you tell him? Well, I told him last year. If he gets jags back-to-back, he should wait till the second time around before he raises. Things like that. You know, Danny, boys' camp law. Gino. Last year, Marshall stayed three weeks from what my advice did for him during the first two. Gino, do you have anything for me? Medical examiner's report, Danny. The deceased, Mr. Stacy Parker, died instantly from a bullet wound of 32 caliber, which pierced the temporal lobe, thereby proving, without a shadow of a doubt, that the holder of the gun was standing sideways to the deceased. Also, paraffin tells revealed that the said shot was fired from up close and... Pardon me a minute, Jim. Goes without saying. Danny Clover speaking. Muggerman, Danny, just got a call from Officer Kendall from a call box on 110th Street. Thinks he's located Mr. and Mrs. Lynn. Where? East River Drive, Danny, in a parked car. Kendall will be waiting for you at the corner of the drive at 111th. Right. Car right across the street, sir. How long have they been parked, officer? Over an hour. I walked over to tell them there was restricted parking. Saw who they were. Called in without disturbing them. 
You'll see why. Yeah. Quit telling me you didn't mean Mr. Lynn? You the police? That's right. You must be looking for us. My wife shot a man to death. Yes. Yes, I did. to Broadway's My Beat, written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin, and starring Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. Going somewhere, to the beach, to the mountains, maybe a joyride on a lovely summer evening. Yes, you are thinking of getting out the old or new jalopy and hitting the road. Just remember when you do that millions of other people have exactly the same idea. So be sure you make it a joyride. Don't be a road hog and never let another car pass you. Don't be a neck craner and keep turning around to talk to your passengers. If you really want to enjoy your ride, keep within the speed limit. Keep your eyes on the car ahead. And don't try any nip-ups on the highways. When it's July, the heat that puffs down on Broadway causes minor miracles along its way. The natives festoon themselves with washable prints depicting surfboard riders, old Mount Fujiyama, and proverbs of the day. And you can tell the boys and the girls by the drape of the shirt tail, whether it's knotted in front or it just hangs there. And the season is vintage for the pineapple juice. The mail heavy with postcards from Camp Joy Joy on the Hudson, saltwater taffy from Atlantic City, and genuine pine needles from the Catskills. And those that send them, deserters. Don't mind them. Put on your Hawaiian shirt and Broadway's all yours. And at headquarters, the new July day, interrogation room and the buzz of the electric fan and murder suspect and husband, Mr. and Mrs. Johnny Lynn. It wasn't so bad, was it, dear? What? I mean, spending the night in jail, it wasn't so bad. I mean, I didn't mind it. It was terrible. Well, I did want to get back to the tambourine, but Drina's place wasn't far out of the way, so I stopped by to keep her posted. Well, Rocky. I was hoping there'd be a weak link in the setup, Drina, and I think I've found it. Oh, Joshua Ship? Yeah. He's got something in his mind besides gambling. Her name is A.K. Kessai. Yes, yes, I know. He's insanely jealous of her. Well, I'm going to go work on that. Sooner or later, he'll do something to break it up, maybe try to get me out of the way. Well, what happens then? Well, we'll just wait and see. So far, my plan seems to be working. Rocky... Do you trust me? Sure, Drina. Why? Then perhaps you'd uh, let me have my gun back? Sure, you can have it. Uh, well, wait a minute. Don't you have it? It's gone. Well, the only way I could get out of my pocket was for somebody to take it out. But who, Rocky? A.K. Kessock. See you later, Drina. Where are you going, Rocky? To get your gun back. I wasn't willing to concede even the first round to A.K. Kessock, but right then it looked like she'd scored all the points. Why she had slipped the gun out of my pocket was something I wanted to find out quick. This time, no one tried to stop me at the bungalow, and the door was unlocked. Come in, Rocky. Close the door. It was A.K. Kessock, waving me in with Drina's gun. Across the room, against the wall, stood Joshua Ship, beads of sweat dripping from his wax mustache. From where I stood, my little plan had backfired right in my face. I knew you'd come back, Rocky. Well, uh, don't let me interrupt an argument. Oh, you won't. We'll settle it, the argument. 
Very shortly. Jordan, talk to her. Tell her she can't do this. Please, Jordan. Stop crying, Joshua. You better brief me, A.K. Very simple, Rocky. I'm going to kill him. No, my dear. No. Just like you killed Aaron's shape. I think I know why. I'm through with him. He's getting too big, giving me too much trouble. You see, I don't think he likes you, Rocky. You don't need much reason, do you? What makes you think you can get away with this? You can't just Oh, can't I? You see this gun, Rocky? Only two people have any motive to kill Joshua. You and Greena. This is her gun. You took it from her. Do I make myself clear? Sure. You can lay the blame on either one or both of us. Not necessarily. You can both keep quiet. We'll dump Joshua's ship in the Nile. Okay, my dear, you can't And do no this one will be the wiser. Will they, Rocky? Well, make up your mind. I can't speak for Drina. Then bring her here. Go to the phone there and call her. Tell her to come at once. But be careful. I never hesitate when it is necessary to kill. Is that an order? A.K. always gives the orders. Call Drina at once. Uh, give me Drina Ritar. Yeah. Hello, Drina. Rocky Jordan. Listen, I'm at 394 Esbekia Place, Bungalow 6. You got that? Yeah, I've got to see you right away. It's very important. Uh, don't ask questions. Just come right over. Yes, right away, Drina. Goodbye. Thank you, Rocky. Now we have a little wait. Then it will be all over. What then? Just... You and me, Rocky. Yeah, but for how long? Until I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you already. But there isn't much you can do about it. Is there, Rocky? You're listening to Everything Shipshape, tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. There are more treats for CBS listeners on Tuesday night when you'll find as many chuckles as clues on the Mr. and Mrs. North program. Meet Jerry and Pamela North at 8.30 Tuesday night. Yes, you'll find mystery better on CBS. Now we take you back to Cairo and tonight's adventure with Rocky Jordan. Everything shipshape. Mugham, and then check me at headquarters. You boys are tricky, aren't you? Why did you call Mr. Lynn? Why did you insist on seeing him? On account of about this time each month, he pays my department store a little visit. I called up to remind him. Trying to play it cagey, Mr. Wright? You get the drift. I'm going to tell you something, Mr. Wright. I was at the Lynn apartment when you called, this you know. What you don't know is that I saw enough loot in that place to stock... Then you figured it, huh? I just want proof that I'm correct. Sure. Sure, you're a real correct fellow. 
Mrs. Anna is a high-class thief. Real psychological stuff. Kleptomaniac. We've got maybe a dozen of them visit us regularly. And Mrs. Lynn only visits your more expensive department. Mm-hmm. Like I said, high class. And the reason you called her husband. Tell me about that. It's an arrangement. He drops in sometime during the first week or so of every month. I give him a list of what wifey has heisted. He pays me. Sits right where you're sitting. Writes me a check without a whimper. Clean. No bargaining. No cops. Nothing. Just a check. I don't mind. Why should I mind? Nobody gets hurt. Back to headquarters, then, in the office. And through the walls, the echoes of a day's violence droned on teletype and typewriter. And from the open window, the murmuring of the summer city, and the beat of July sun against steel and stone and pavement. And a gull that glides a swift curve, catches light on its wing, vanishes. Sit at the desk, listen, watch, and try to piece together the elements that have separately, then in joined climax, contrived the death of a jeweler, Stacy Parker, and a confession to his murder from a woman whose hunger for beauty made her steal and lock away and hide the things of beauty. A woman whose husband paid for her secret thefts, and who was gentle with her, and who was angry at the abrupt questions put to a confessed murderer. Try, try. And welcome the interruption. Got things for you, Danny. Hey, you look hot, Mugovan. Take off your coat. Relax. Yeah, I'll do that. Hustle around the way I did, Danny. Your shirt gets clammy. Nothing you can do about it. Hey, what do you know? A cool breeze. You've been places? Yeah. To a bank, mostly. Oh? I looked around the Lynn apartment some more, Danny. The way you told me. And what I found, it sent me hustling to a bank. What'd you find? Oh, in my coat pocket. Wait a minute, I'll show you. There are these checks. Some canceled, one not. They were in the desk. Oh, before you look at them, Danny, tell me something. All right. Can't think of a thing. No, all that loot we found 